0: Hello friends, on the show today we're going to talk about two very important terms that are used in real estate. That they're used everywhere, but I want you to know what they really mean. Sometimes they get confused, so these terms are ROI or return on investment and cash on cash return. As a single professional, I have debt and no savings after my divorce. I always wonder how I can start investing in real estate to secure my future. I studied programs that gave me all the benefits of investing in real estate. Some claim I could start with no money, but I could not find one that gave me the practical, actionable steps I needed. As a wealth advisor, I've met people that own real estate, but weren't ahead financially. They were rich, but they weren't wealthy. Then I finally realized that there was one vital component missing that makes someone become wealthy or not. And on the show, I will reveal what I found and give you the step-by-step actions to start investing in real estate and increase your wealth. My name is Araceli. Let's get started. And today we're going to be a little bit technical. So I want to be, uh, I want to tell you about two very important You're going to hear them everywhere, but I want you to know what it really means to you in the property that you're analyzing. And just bear with me, there's not a lot of math here. It's just the concept that I want you to be familiar with. Okay, the first one that we're going to talk about is ROI. And ROI stands for Return on Investment. And this particular metric is used mostly for flips, if you are buying a property, renovating it, and selling it, right? And this one is said return on investment is the measure of an investment profitability. So you basically going to know how much money are you going to get. And most of the time is uh, it's illustrated in percentage. So the ROI, the only thing that is not taken into account, it's the, the length of time. For example, you bought a property, you renovated it, and you sold it, and it took you six months. So the ROI, let's say it's 10%, so 10% you did it on, on six months. However, if you have another property that you bought, renovated, and the same, the same property, now it's taking you uh, a whole year. And it's, just, it's also the numbers work out to 10%. So which one is better? So both of them gave you 10% return. But I would always go for the one that has um, shorter term. So that's the only drawback on ROI. That's the only thing that it will not give you but it's a really good measurement so you can see how profitable was that project, okay? So there is another, um, and I'm gonna give you an example on this. So let's just assume that you, you know, we're buying a property for 400,000 and it requires 100,000 renovations and everything that we are putting into the property For a total of five hundred thousand so the total cost that we put into this house is five hundred thousand now we turn around and sell it like in this case we don't take a look at how long it's taking us it could be six months a year it doesn't matter so so we sold this property for six hundred thousand now our net profit would be the total sell price minus the original cost in this case would be hundred thousand dollars net profit so from that we're gonna have and the, the formula to calculate the ROI is net profit or net return that also is called divided by the original cost and if you do it times 100 is just to make it into a percentage so in this case we have a hundred thousand dollars of net profit divided by our original cost of 500,000. So this particular project is going to give us a 20% return on investment. Okay, great. So I hope that is clear. Now I'm going to talk to you about another uh, metrics, which is the cash on cash return. And a lot of people really confuse ROI with cash on cash return and both of them are very different in some cases actually they will use interchangeably which is not true it's not correct because both of them will give you a totally different matrix and cash on cash return is normally used for a commercial property something that is going to be uh, that you're gonna keep for the long term And that is something that is gonna give you rents, right? And uh, this is used mostly to measure the performance of the asset that you have, okay? And this one will take into consideration some different numbers. And as the formula says, it's cash on cash. So therefore, how are we gonna calculate cash on cash return? It's going to be the annual pre-tax cash flow divided by the total cash invested okay so this is again cash on cash return would be the annual pre-tax cash inflow with the total cash invested or the outflow okay so it's very very simple now let's discuss what it means to have the annual what what is included in the annual pre-tax cash flow that is it contains it's, it's a two-part formula okay so the first thing is all your rents your gross rents that means if the tenant pay you a thousand dollars a month then your total gross rents would be twelve thousand dollars so thousand dollars times 12. and then you are gonna add any other income that it, that the property generates In this case, let's say that you have a washer and dryer that are coin-operated. All that money that is generated through the year, you got to add it to this. And then the final step is to deduct uh, three things. So you're going to have the vacancy. So if your property wasn't rented for a number of months, in that year let's say you have a vacancy with two months so now you have the deduct two months rent. in this case we said it's a thousand dollars so that means you're gonna put two thousand dollars now let's go into the operating expenses the operating expenses is what it costs you to maintain that property per year And it is different for each one of the properties. Most of the time, what you're responsible for would be the property taxes. In the case that you have a condo accommodation, that probably the condo fees would be included in the operating expenses. Now, if you do have a duplex uh, or a triplex or a fourplex that have multifamily uh, units, in that case you may be responsible to pay for the heating sometimes the electrical maybe the garbage removal in a single family home normally the tenant would pay for everything for all the not for everything but for the utilities which it would be the gas the electric and everything else right and they will take care of removing the garbage but with a commercial property there is, you know Two, three four units you may have to do it yourself so that expense has to be added in here and the last thing that you need to add is the mortgage payments so whatever your mortgage is if it's a thousand or two two thousand dollars a month then you have to multiply by them by twelve okay so then again the the app annual pre-tax cash flow will be composed of the gross rent plus other income and then you're going to subtract the vacancy, the operating expenses, and the annual mortgage payments. Okay, so let's have an example here. We have a property that was bought for $1 million and the owner, we put down $100,000 as, as a down payment, so that's 10%. We got a mortgage for 900000 and we also had to pay the closing cost. We paid that cash as well for ten thousand dollars. Now, after one year, we have received two thousand dollars a month in rents, which is a total of twenty-four thousand dollars in that year. And but now we had to pay the mortgage payments, of that cost us twenty-five thousand dollars a year. And our operating expenses, you know, that was the property taxes and some of the utilities it came out to $5,400 in the year. Now this particular owner decided to sell this property after one year. In most cases this is not going to be the case but I want to illustrate it as if it was sold after one year. And after one year he decides to sell it for $1.1 million. So he got $1.1 million. And now, out of the loan payments, so the payments that we did throughout the year, it was 25. But out of that, only $5,000 were going to the principal. So the total mortgage left at the end of one year was 895,000, and uh, the property was sold for a million one. 000, 000. So the total profit from the sale is going to be the difference between what we owe what we sold it and all the rents received so if we do the calculation first of all let's look at the cash outflow what it cost us and this remember this is cash that we had to put out our, our pocket so the cash the, the pay down, the down payment the closing cost the loan payments or the mortgage payments monthly and the operating expenses all came out of cash So this is a total of $140,400. Now if we go to the inflows now, so first of all let's calculate the profit. So we sold it for 1.1 and the mortgage that we owe is $895. So the difference between that is $205,000 and we received. $24,000 Twenty-four thousand dollars on rents, and that was it. So the total cash inflow from this is a total of two hundred and twenty-nine thousand, which is the two hundred five minus the twenty plus the twenty-four thousand. So if we calculate the cash on cash return. Now we're going to have two hundred and twenty-nine thousand minus the one dollars divided by one forty. 400 which is the total total cash outflow this is going to give us a whoopee 63.1 cash on cash return so this is completely different and you'll see that because i am going to illustrate what would be the difference what would be my outcome if i just do the calculation as an roi or return on investment so as return investment doesn't in consider The rents because I don't know in this case right we only have these numbers the property was purchased for 1 million and that includes maybe all the renovations right so that's the total investment that we're doing it doesn't I don't know how much uh, this individual is putting in for down payment it could be a hundred it could be two hundred three hundred thousand it does not matter it's just what was the acquisition price it was sold for $1.1 million, so therefore my net profit in this case is 100000 So if we do the regular ROI, or the return on investment, that would be $100,000 net profit divided by my original cost, which is $1 million. In this case, I only have a rate of return of 10%. So this is really just a rule of thumb if you don't have any information. Also, in this, if I'm just looking at those numbers, it doesn't tell me how long it actually took me to get this 10%. Normally, we're factoring the the re- return on investment on an annual basis. Uh, so that means that if I have these numbers, but it actually took me two years to sell this property, then my return will come down by half, right? Because it's 10% annually, but because it took me two years, now it is 5%. So that's one of the things that I want you to think about to consider and that get familiar with uh, return on investment or ROI and cash on cash return. So two very different matrices, but you need to be familiar with them. So that's it for today. Thank you for being here on the show. Please remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get notified when there are more shows available and if you would like to have more information on how to start investing in real estate, please visit my website at www.erizalihernandez.com Thank you.